for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! To the Blitz podcast, uh, we got a late night record session we got going on here, um, had some busy schedules, man. I mean, I just started my, uh, just started kicking on my internship. We just had opening day today, and um, so this is t- it's during the summer months. It's hard to hard to coordinate on times, but hey, we've got a late night stream going on right now for those of you into it. And I mean, I'm fucking hype. I'm ready, Mitchell. How we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Been a br- pretty busy week for myself. Granted, Celtics just won game one, so I'm pretty hyped right now. But other than that, personally, I've been starting up a workshop for physical therapy school, working on cadavers. It's a little disgusting, Ooh, but hey, first step, you, baby, first can step. You, I actually don't know what that is, cause, so can you explain that? It's a dead body. You have to cut it into a dead body. I was about to say, I hope we're not going to go into detail about this. <laughs> don't make me go into more detail, because we're going to lose viewers quick. Jeez, that but, is... Why? Why would? The, why wouldn't you just call them dead people? I don't know. Okay, let's not dive into that little rabbit hole. But um, Tyler, how are we feeling tonight, bro? Yeah, man, feeling good. Uh, summer is like fully upon us. I saw a thing. I think it was yesterday or today. Less than a hundred days till the first game of the season, regular season. That is, um, we're like two months away from the Hall of Fame game, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, uh, definitely hype with that. Work's been busy in a good way, uh, so I can't complain there. Yeah, you know, life's life's good. Logger's birthday's coming up hey. uh, here in the next week, okay. so he's going to be a year old. Are we going to be able to see Logger maybe uh, make an appearance on your screen a little bit? Uh, yeah. Maybe trying, to, maybe trying to I, chew your mic up. I mean, not <laughs> intentionally. I know he just eventually makes his way in there, so. <laughs> yeah, I've got him separated right now, but I might invite him in. He's laying down. It's, yeah. It's like eleven o'clock here, so he's yeah. he's definitely a little tired, but yeah, uh, life's good. I feel good. you, Logger. We feel you, man. But for sure, uh, we've got not as crazy of a division to cover today. Uh, we got the AFC South. Um, a lot of people could argue, like, how are one of these teams going to make the playoffs? I mean, not a lot of them did anything great in the off season, um, but. There's some interesting stuff to talk about for sure on the departure side at least and then on some some decent additions for some teams but not as crazy as the other divisions but still some stuff to talk about so without further ado let's uh let's fucking dive head first Ooh, blitzpot after dark exactly taylor that's her, that's ex- or tanner why not say taylor usually taylor's the one commenting yeah man Late night pod. You know what it is. But, all right. Everything's better at yeah, night. dude. I mean, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the debate's going to be rampant today. Because we're kind of like, we're all pretty tired. So, like, that, like, oh, with the live show that we did back, um, what, almost like a year ago now. Something like that. But, um. Oh, yeah. December. Those, yeah. Those, Six months. Yeah. Like, right around New right. Year's. And those debates were something else, so. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a little taste of that tonight. So, 
All right, let's dive in, boys. Head first into the first team that we got, and that is possibly the most interesting team in this division, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. So, on the addition side, they bring in Matty Ice. Uh, Matt Ryan, they trade for him um, to get him over from Atlanta to Indianapolis. Um, it was kind of an interesting situation because it seemed like Matt Ryan was slated to be a Falcon forever almost. And then they were high on the Deshaun Watson stakes. And Matt Ryan was like, oh, that's, that's how you feel, huh? All right, let me tell my agent, reach out. And then not too long after that, he ends up in Indianapolis. So good for Matty Ice. And also on the addition side, I mean, obviously the greatest footballer of all time, um, Mr. <laughs> Philip Lindsay. If you don't know what you're talking about, go get, or if you don't know what we're talking about, go give uh, some podcasts like about a year ago a listen, because we, we had a Philip Lindsay, almost a whole Philip Lindsay episode this time last year. So, but yeah, Philip Lindsay finds himself on another NFL team. So, Congratulations, man. Still fucking doing the thing. But they also bring in Alec Pierce in the draft, I believe. Um, wide receiver. And where where'd he go to? Where'd he play college? Ball? Cincy. Cincy? Cincy. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, they also bring in offensive tackle Bernard Raymond, who was a projected first rounder for some, but did not end up going in the first round. Central Michigan, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um. Tanner says, fuck Philip Lindsay. So, okay. Um, personally, I'm a, I'm a, you can't just roll out of bed and get 2,000 yards rushing Get 1,000 rushing yards. You cannot. Tanner, I want to know if you could roll out of bed and run for 1,000 yards in two seasons. So. I mean, to his defense, if he could, he'd be making millions of dollars. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, Philip Lindsay is, so. Good for Philip Lindsay. <laughs> but um they also bring in Stefan motherfucking Gilmore. Jim Ursay flies the jet out, picks up Gilly, talk on the plane, and by the time they're in Indianapolis, he's a Colt. So got some uh experience in the secondary there after he went <laughs> Tanner said, dude, I could run for twelve hundred this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they bring in Gilly, nice piece to the secondary. <laughs> Tanner, give me a 12-pack of Miller and it's curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. I'll hold you to that. Maybe we can live stream that joint. Maybe we could all compete against each other. <laughs> but we're doing Oklahoma drills. <laughs> do do ne next next season during the combine. Do do everything that they're doing during the combine. <laughs> our, our our own version of it. Dude, uh, we gotta that that would be cool. We could debut like some blitz gear or some shit. You know, like our own combine gear. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Stephon Gilmore is now Indian Indianapolis Colt after he spent a very underwhelming season in Carolina. Um, but on the departure side for the Colts, uh, Carson Wentz headed out of town, traded to my very own Washington Commanders. Um, yeah, so they're moving on from a quarterback. Obviously, Jim Ursay had some very strong feelings about Carson Wentz. 
felt like the rest of the building did too. So he's out of town. Um, T.Y. Hilton, no longer a cult, which is not something that we've been able to say for a very long time. Um, offensive tackle Eric Fisher, also headed out of town. And then guard Mark Glowinski, also on the departures side. Um, Tanner says, I'm like Billingsley from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> and then he says he's in for a live stream, uh, live stream event like that. So I guess we got to throw that on the calendar. Man. It's hard to find stuff to talk about these days. So I'm, I'm down for anything. But let's dive into the Colts. Doing a midsummer Oklahoma drill, 40-yard dash, yeah. vertical jump. <laughs> Come on. Three-cone shuttle. Yeah, let's do it in the blazing heat on the beach or to spice it up. <laughs> but, um, all right. We'll find her. <laughs> but, so, what are we thinking, boys? Any initial thoughts that you guys want to drop on me? Go ahead, shoot. Yeah, I'll say I'll say this first. Um, one of the additions we didn't discuss was Yannick Ngakwe. He had oh. Um, that was one that they got in the Rocky Sin trade. So I think that that's something, you know, him, Darius Leonard, bringing Gilmore, um, also drafted Nick Cross. He a Terp. He Terp. So Terps are running wild on the uh, Indianapolis defense. Uh, I love to see that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like bringing in Matt Ryan, my biggest question is like, how much of an upgrade is that from Carson Wentz? You know, you're definitely paying him about the same, maybe a little bit more, um, than what once than what you were paying once last year but like is it that much of an upgrade like maybe a win i mean i I wouldn't be like oh this is a team that's gonna go 13 and 5 now or or 12 and 6 now no i still think they're right in that 9 10 11 win range and unfortunately they're in the afc where all the competition is outside of their division because this division is dog shit it literally is it's it is embarrassing that one of these teams has to make the playoffs like i'm sorry to all colts titans texans and jags fans but like this division is trash, man, especially in, with yeah, the rest of the AFC, AFC yeah. and how good the rest of the teams are. Even the AFC, the AFC East is now like better than, than anything they have to offer. I take the Bills, the Dolphins, shit, maybe even the Jets right now. I don't know. The, the, this division is so bad, so I don't... If you put the, the Jets in, the in this division, large, I mean, they probably have a decent chance of winning. The Jets beat the number one seed in the AFC last year, which was, oh, that's right, the Titans from this division. With the um, greatest quarterback of all time, who is now in Canton, Ohio. And they beat Mike the Bengals, White. too. The other, the hey, AFC I know. the other thing um, with the Colts, with departures, they are still looking at, I just saw an article that was posted yesterday, that they're still thinking about bringing T.Y. back. Um, so don't count him out for a return back to Indy. But, you know, they did what they needed to do. In the offseason, they didn't make the flashy moves, which they never seemed to make anyways. They made some very under-the-radar moves. Like, Yannick was probably the biggest move that they made. and Well, Matt Ryan, obviously. But even the Matt Ryan move went under the radar, in my opinion. So, I don't I don't see this team as being a Super Bowl contender. You know, I see them as 10-11 wins, get to the playoffs, probably lose in the first game they play in the playoffs. And that's about it. Just because the AFC is just way too loaded. I mean, you could take... Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, uh, Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Bills, um, and Dolphins probably over any of those teams. The Steelers are going to be competitive. You know that. And I'd still say the Jets or Patriots are still going to be competitive. So the rest, those three divisions are completely 
above and beyond better than this division. So I just think that whoever comes out of it is just going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. But I, <laughs> I don't know. You, you, I'll pass it over to Mitch, but just nothing was flashy that they did this offseason. Mitch, you got some uh, some favorite moves. I, what I do kind of like about the Matt Ryan thing is the Falcons are eating almost entirely every bit of cap hit he has because they're paying almost $40 million to not have him on the roster for not a premium pick. Would they get a third or a fourth rounder for him? It was not something amazing like a first or second. He's a fairly valuable quarterback. They managed to get pretty much an equivalent for Carson Wentz, but he doesn't have like the obvious boneheaded mistakes. I know Kane will testify for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz does have the flashes, but he also you have to eat for that random shovel pass on his own goal line where it goes in for a pick six or something stupid like that. But at the same time, this team built very well in the draft. Their first three picks, you look at it, Alec Pierce, great athlete. Then you have Nick Cross and Bernard Raymond, great athletes. And Raymond pretty much makes up for Eric Fisher because Eric Fisher, obviously on the decline of his career, he's going to ask for premium money for left tackle, even though he's not what he once was. Raymond might be 24, but he still has a ton of promise in this league. He's barely been a left tackle. He's only getting bigger, so he's only going to fit into the role a little better. And he's got all the promise in the world. Nick Cross, complete experimental process project out of him. And then Alec Pierce, semi-redundant with Michael Pittman and that bigger receiver. But he's got so much athleticism, you can just kind of work with him. And then you look later in the draft after them, Jelani yeah. Woods, the best tested athletically-wise tight end ever over anybody. Even though his tape doesn't really show it, there's still a lot of promise out of what they've drafted, and they were already a solidly constructed team. Yeah, it is funny how they're moving on from one Central Michigan offensive tackle to another Central Michigan offensive tackle. Um, but yeah, Jelani Woods, I mean, great signing at tight end. They'll pair him with Mo Ali Cox, probably, who's also athletic as can be, former VCU basketball player. Yeah, I think he's trash. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. Um, What's up? I think Mo Ali Cox is absolutely trash. Um, I mean, you can say that, but he's still. He's still he's, he's still great. athletic as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you you can't deny that. No, he's I really, didn't say he was great. He's I just really said he's good athletic at, as fuck. He's really good at the knockouts and OTAs. Don't get me wrong. Really good at that. <laughs> don't get me um, wrong. I don't know which what's your guys like overall grade for their uh, for their postseason. Um, really quick, I want to ask you guys how similar yeah. is this Matt Ryan acquisition to Philip Rivers back when the Colts got. Played? Philip Rivers. Where would you put Matt Ryan in line with Philip Rivers when the Colts got him? Because I feel like it's almost like eerily the same. You want the Chargers fan to <laughs> yeah, go? Yeah, you, you can go out of first, Mitch. I'm going to say it's a slight notch below just because Phil can make up in the play calling and adjustments at the line a little better than Matt Ryan because we had shit centers for years. And Phil was calling out the blitzes and everything right at the line of scrimmage. He just added a little bit of element of just awareness that Matt Ryan might not have because he's actually had a decent offensive line the past few years and in the past, as opposed to what Phil was given. See, I think I think it's a slight upgrade compared to Rivers because you're 
you're getting more out of him. Like he just turned 37. I'd at least say you're going to get two years out of him. What'd they get out of Rivers? One. Yeah, and one, he didn't even. But you're expecting a game manager out of either. You have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield now. You can't expect him to be airing it out to pretty much just Michael Pittman and an unproven out Pierce. Maybe T.Y. But yes, I, I, I know, I know what you're saying. I, I just. I still feel like when you when they went out and signed Rivers, they did not have the same expectations that they have for Matt Ryan, in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think they they're signed. I think they're going for it this year or next year. Yeah. Whereas I felt like Phil Rivers was just a timey over year. Yeah, no, I pretty much agree with that. Why? What makes you think uh, your your set of opinions? Why? Why are you going your way? Yeah, for me. I'm going my way because they had that team in place before Andrew Luck was pretty much done for. They had the full team set up pretty much, and they wanted a competent quarterback that they thought could actually manage a chance at winning a Super Bowl. I don't think they think Matt Ryan's really the guy who's going to take them to the Super Bowl either at this point. I mean, you got to look at the AFC at this point. Tyler mentioned it earlier. This is probably by far the worst division. Even the AFC East looks way better at this point. But it's just such a discrepancy at this point. They they just want to be competitive. They want to sell tickets, I think. I think that's got to be a major part of it. Jim Mersey just wants this team to look good still, give a little bit of hope because they are solidly constructed overall. But I don't think there is much promise. Granted, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, you're pretty much equal on actual quarterback play at this point in their career. Ryan probably can throw a lot better downfield. Rivers can throw a lot better in that intermediate to short range at this point in the career because that was all he was doing for that last five years right. of his career anyway. Throw I mean, let's ball? be real. Let, 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 let's be real. Mitch chose Rivers because of his bias. I mean, don't bullshit it. Don't sugarcoat it. You know it. <laughs> I don't know. Matt Ryan on, has bitch. been rough the past few years. It's yeah, but not, who's he? Who's he had? Rivers I mean, was Julio doing... was there, obviously, but like he's been in Calvin and out. Calvin Ridley until last, like halfway he get... last year. Calvin Ridley was probably a top ten receiver. To one of before one of those two quarterbacks down. has but a Super down. Bowl appearance as well as an MVP. One of them does not. And one of them blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. At least. I'm, and, and It was a rough year for the MVP. I mean, you look at the quarterback they just traded away. He probably should have won MVP if he didn't get hurt. That's very true. The year the others, he did it. I mean, they're probably on par there. Phillip Rivers was just kind of stuck in the primes of Brady, Breeze, Manning, Rodgers. But, but Phillip Rivers MVP, was so not as good as those guys. Straight up. Like he well, was just—it was those guys. I mean, Matt Ryan is not as good. Matt as Ryan, Ryan has not either. been the same since the Super Bowl. At a time, there was at quite a, time, a decline. Matt Ryan was in that conversation. Are we going to act like there wasn't a massive decline from no. those like mid two thousands quarterbacks? 100%. I'm just trying on. to point out your bias. They kind of just carry the weight for everybody else, and that's kind of the point we're going at now. Like the decade in between, now we're getting all these great quarterbacks. Like Lamar, Herbert Burrow, I kind of Watson, I guess, Josh Allen. You're we're kind of picking it up where they left off. And 
you kind of get mixed in the bunch. And I think Matt Ryan was just kind of one of those intermediate guys, never elite, just great. Okay, let me. He played, at, was he played at an elite level, level to get to the Super but Bowl. I would and take an processor over Matt Ryan. Who, who got drafted the same year in the first round as Matt Ryan? It no, it was. It was, it was. it was. It was. Flacco. Flacco. Yeah, they. They were the two quarterbacks that went in the first round. Where would you compare? Where would you compare Matt Ryan's career with Matthew Stafford's career? Oh well, significantly yeah. up up until last year. I mean, take 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 Stafford take take last year out of out of the equation. I mean, Stafford was always given the short end of the stick. Detroit is not a hot. And Atlanta spot is. And and Atlanta, I don't know if Atlanta talent. really was either. But yeah. He had Julio, but 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 Atlanta, but Stafford, you get at least Stafford a little bit of home fucking Stafford. Calvin Johnson. You get those Georgia guys. <laughs> I know. That That's what South. I was going to say is that he had Calvin. He had Megatron. Yeah. Or like he had him for a decent bit of time, but that team sucked. Okay, I. Stuck. I just I always look at these type of quarterbacks like in the same realm, like Matt Stafford and. Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and like they're just they're all right there where they're gonna be quarterbacks between like like he can win with them but you don't think you're gonna eight to fifteen there was an interesting point from uh from Dan uh, Dan Orlovsky the other day put together like his list of quarterbacks that you can win because of you can win with and you can't win with and Matt Ryan's not one of those guys you're going to win because of that. No. Um, but you win with him. And I don't know, maybe like a Tyler, I feel like a lot of those guys you mentioned, very similar. Like um, you win, can win with them, but you cannot win because Her, of cousins. <laughs> I think Stafford's definitely on the win. Yes, I hear that. He's just a notch above. He's probably yeah. the bottom tier of it. Because you look at his history in Detroit, that team still wasn't good, but they were only winning those six to seven games a year because yeah, of him. Hundred percent true. We got a couple a uh, couple comments from Tanner. Um, he says, "I'll take here. I think the Colts win twelve games and have a legit shot at being number one in the AFC." Okay, here's why I can. I Once mean, again, the the Titans got it last year because of how bad that you have four guaranteed wins. And the Colts didn't get one of those guaranteed wins last year because we saw what happened. And they didn't make the playoffs because they they screwed up on the one guaranteed win that they should have had. I, I just when these when when the teams in this division, in my opinion, at least in the postseason, when they play teams from outside the division, the Titans had their miracle run, like when they went to the AFC championship, beat Baltimore in Baltimore. But other than that, the Titans lost to the Ravens the year before that. The Colts lost, I think, to the Bills in Buffalo. Um, even going back with the uh, with the Texans, the Texans blew their lead against the uh, um, the Chiefs when they were up like twenty four nothing in the first quarter of, of that game. That when they play against these teams in other divisions that are higher competition at the playoff level, these teams always check. we saw it with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck would always go and play in Indianapolis and lose every single time. And it's just because of the division's always been this way. The Jags had their one year where they made that incredible run. But like this division has always been at the bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. They've never had that formidable team other than when Peyton was there. When when Peyton was there, obviously the Colts were the cream of the crop. But like other than that, I mean, Steve McNair, RIP. I mean, he was there. 
but historically, this has always been a, a pretty weak division. Uh, a couple more comments from Tanner. He says um, Stafford still has juice left. I'm not sure. Yeah, I agree. Matt Ryan has that type of oh, yeah. juice. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like Stafford. You couldn't get in a better situation because you got the offensive yeah, guru Sean McVay. You've got plenty of weapons. You got Cooper Cup. You started the year with Bobby Trees. Then you end up with OBJ. Uh, you got Tyler Higby there. Like, I think it was just the perfect storm for Matthew Stafford. I think if you put right, not Detroit. precisely, you had Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Right. That was the other thing is is he the reason they went out and got him is because he fit the mold of we are winning now. I don't care about what's going to happen in the next four or five years. I want to know what are we going to get in the next two to three years. And they got their one, which is why you do everything. But what do you what do you think Stafford's got left? Four, three good years. I four five. Four or five. I mean, that man, that man, offensive line. Dude, which I they know. Don't I have hate to right say now, it, which is and I don't that man took concern. a beating in Detroit. Remember that? Yeah. I don't think finished a game on a broken collarbone. I feel like everybody's oh, seen yeah. that at this point. But good grief! I don't He's think that Matt Stafford has as much juice left as everybody thinks. I th- thinks he does. I think it was just a perfect storm last year. And I mean, you can recreate that perfect storm like next year, maybe the year after, but. I don't know. Like, I mean, we saw signs from Stafford and his decline in Detroit, you know? So, like, it's not like... But then he was put in the perfect situation. Looks yeah. phenomenal. I mean, if they're winning, you got to imagine he'll find yeah. a way to stay there. Because he still has... He's three years younger than... That has he's three years younger line. than Matt, Matt Ryan. Wow, really? So he's like... Yeah, he's 34, Matt Ryan's three. That's why I said I give him, like, three or four years because we're starting to see the decline from Matt Ryan right now as well. It's like once you hit that, like what's Rogers? Rogers is right there as well, like 36, right about 30, 40, 39. He's 36, 37, right? Who? I think he's close to 40. Rogers, yeah. He's 38. He'll be 39 this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Him, him and Tom Brady are like the two anomalies where you just don't, you haven't seen as much decline from them once they hit that 37, 38 year range. Every other quarterback in history, you've seen it. I mean, Peyton Manning, prime example, even Drew Brees. I mean, I also think that the NFL is a little major. different. That now. defense carried him <laughs> that to that Super Bowl. Carried. I feel like quarterbacks can stick around a lot longer now, just because of like the training that they go through and the like. The I don't want to say like advanced medications, or whatever, but obviously Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers take really good fucking care of their body, and I don't think that dudes were doing that. Before, you know, so I, for sure, yeah, I think that's one thing. Um, a couple more comments. Um, I will say about Matt Ryan, I think definitely not as much juice as Stafford has left, um, especially considering the age. But I think this year, if you would have put Matt Ryan into a perfect situation like you did Stafford last year, I think you might be able to see similar production for Matt Ryan, but this is not the perfect situation. So I don't think that's going to um, Jake McLaren says, go Ravens. Uh, thanks again. As always, <laughs> former Baltimore team right now. There's your relation. Um, Come on. Uh, and then Tanner says the Colts are the Titans from last year. Exactly. I will disagree. Like, okay, but this is a different AFC. Like this is a different I AFC like this year. Is, is that is is that a 
It's a different AFC that they don't have to play. Is that a compliment to the Colts? What, me? (laughs) They'll win a lot of regular season games and then... That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's exactly (laughs) what I said is, like, they'll get in and then they're going to lose their first playoff game. They might end up winning the AFC because everybody else is cannibalizing each other. Right. Have we taken a look at the Colts Colts schedule? Yeah, let me take a look. Schedule? No. They have to play the two seeds since they finished second. I got you. So... They'll play the, the Raiders. They'll play the Steelers. They'll play. They play. They play the, the AFC West. Pats. They play the... And then the entire West. Ooh, that's not quite as good. Oh yeah, we play them. They play the, the NFC Christmas East as well. Oh, the... shake, <laughs> shaking in my fucking. Wins. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like all those. That, all four of those games will be toss ups. All four of them will. This is they have a pretty good the, schedule though. About as the good game as to circle. The game to circle is the night before Halloween, October thirtieth. Carson Wentz versus Matt Ryan in Indy. That's the game to circle for the Colts, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. When are they on? <laughs> on the road in Jacksonville? That's my. Hey, they get the Texans at home in Indianapolis for their final game. So. They go at Jacksonville week two. They're done with Jacksonville by week week seven. Really? All right. They, they'll play them twice in the first seven weeks. One last thing. In my opinion, go that's gonna that's gonna dictate their season, depending on what happens in those two games. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. Well, well, we got receipts, man. We'll go ahead and look back at it. Time. Uh, it's time. What week fifteen ish? You know. So all right. Uh, one last thing. What do we think about pairing Stefan Gilly Gilmore with uh, Kenny Moore? I think I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, that sounds like it. Oh, I saw I saw Wince. Not a fan of Kenny Moore. We do. I mean, Gilmore's clearly. A yeah, like do guy. we do we know what we're getting out of Gilmore? Veteran. Yeah, leadership. I mean, we don't we don't know. He hasn't. <laughs> He's still. And a well above average corner. He's not the elite guy he was two years ago. Dude, I feel like there's that. some corner. I feel like most corners have the lifespan of like a running back. Where like they'll have like a couple of good years and then eventually their age just catches up to them. I mean, you, you'll have the anomalies just like you have the anomalies with running backs like uh, like Adrian Peterson or I don't know. Fucking who else was really any, good? Any of the Frank great Gore, Frank Gore. Who just Who'd you say, Kane? Just any great well, back, is on you know? the pace of retire. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, Tanner says Gilmore was a top ten corner in Carolina. <laughs> they're just the Colts are just solid across the board. That's exactly what they're. They're not. They don't have any stars like star studded guys. They yeah, they're just good, exactly not great. They are. They are an above average team, which is why I, I get. What do you have? Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore. Those are the guys that you say are probably. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan fucking Taylor. <laughs> but running backs don't win you championships. I think we're forgetting I will say, the best running back in the league right now. That's Jonathan Taylor. I will say this. I will say that I think that the top two running backs are in this division. Hey, that's one positive note for this division. Hey, let's go. Taylor comments. They added Nick Cross. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. And yes, Indeed, he is, in fact, a fucking terp. 
he gets hurt. Yeah, him and him and Yannick. Yeah. Adding Yannick's big too. I think Yannick's a very solid defensive end. I mean, he'll probably get double digit sacks. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And they have um They just drafted Buckner, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have Buckner and then Buckner's interior. Yeah, they definitely um, need they an just edge well, didn't they just draft in the first round either a year or two ago an edge rusher? Who was it? Is it Ma- Boye Mafe? I, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, you're right. No, that was this year. He anyway, went. To I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Who did Boye go to? Oh, Queen he went to the Seahawks. Yep. Taylor Quitty got Pay. us. Taylor got us. Quitty. He was solid this year. He didn't still flash enough. To no, of course not. Year. But I mean, he's he a first solid. round draft pick who is, was brought in to help that edge rush. So. But, I will also say this. I I do trust Rodrigo Blankenship. That is a special teams no weapon that I think that they do have that that not a lot of teams in this division have. Oh shit! I always if I can grab him in fantasy, that's always my guy. Either that or my guy Young Hoku. Always a baller. And way former Charger. Fuck him for not playing good in San Diego. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, real quick, let's dive into, let's rattle off our grades for this offseason and an over-under on the win total. Um, it's sitting at 9.5 right now. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. B minus. And I'll go ahead and go, I'll go ahead and go over 9.5. Mitchell? What do you have them going? 11 and 6. 11 and 6. Yeah, 11 and 6. That feels about right. How about you? Um, I have them getting a B in the offseason. I mean, surprise couldn't be more mediocre. Um, and then I have them going over. I have them at 10 and 7. I mean, wouldn't be surprised with 11 wins. I wouldn't be surprised with 9 wins. Um, but I do think they'll finish over 500. Mm. But I'm just... Jonathan Taylor is going to win them some games by himself. I I know. It's just like 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 I started off like I started off oh, this yeah. conversation with how much more of an upgrade is Matt Ryan from Carson Wentz, and I don't think it's much, if any at all. Decision making wise, obviously, upgrade. But who are you going to throw the ball to? I mean, obviously, Michael Pittman's got to become the number one premier guy this year, unless you go out and sign. I don't know, OBJ, Woods, Pierce. Yeah, Julio. No, Julio would be so redundant. Yeah, in offense at this point. Julio has no part in that offense. All right, Mitch. What we got for uh, your rattling off your grade and uh, over under on the win total? Great. I'm gonna give him a B plus. I actually really liked what they did. They drafted pretty well in my mind, even though it was they purely looked at how they tested athletically. Just looking at everybody they had on a relative athlete score. Almost all of them were over nine or above, regardless of tape or anything like that. But if it works, it works. And I liked some of the players they got for a steal, like Raymond. That was a steal in the third round. And then all you lose, really, where you did not try to make an effort to make up for it, was Galinsky. And guard is somewhat of a non-importance, like... You have to pay attention to it, but it helps if you lose him. You lose yeah, him. You still it, have. It the helps to have Quinn at Nelson at the other. Quinn Nelson, spot. yeah, yeah. He makes up yeah, for everything for sure. on the inside, for sure. And then you added Gilmore, 
to more than replace Farrakis Sin, and then you get Yannick Ngakwe too, which is definitely a position they needed at edge rusher because their pass rushing was underwhelming at best. And I definitely have this team going over nine and a half wins. I, they're going to be this team that just has a cakewalk of a schedule that pisses off someone in the AFC West that just misses or the, the or, Because either them or the Titans are going to steal a spot. Or the AFC North. Or the AFC East. Every other freaking division <laughs> in this conference. 100%. Also, I think it's that time of the night, boys. Hey, it do be... 12.33 Eastern time. <laughs> Avalanche Avalanche won tonight. The mountains are blue. Oh, dude, I was just about to say that, man. You took my bitch. Dude, <laughs> actually, it's funny because Tanner was the first one to ever, like, I was a sophomore in high school. He was the first one to ever say that to me. Because I think I sent him a picture of me possibly drinking a Coors Light. Um, but I sent him a picture, and he was like, oh, the mountain's blue. And I was like, what? Like he's, oh, I, I felt, yeah. But you gotta learn oh, something, dude. you know. So now I know, I move forward in the future. All right, Here, all right. Real quick, one last question with the Colts: Do they win a game against the AFC West? Yeah. I think they mean they play Oakland one. or they play Vegas in Vegas. Yeah, they might be able to snag one from mm-hmm. Denver. Denver's defense isn't as good as I, I think they have been in the years past. It's in Denver. It's in Mile High, baby. And they're an indoor team going to Mile High. It's October 6th, so they get lucky there. It could still bad. snow then. I lived in Denver and it's it, it snows <laughs> yeah, every year true. in October. Every year. Jeez. It actually it actually just snowed in Denver uh, this past week to, to give you a little perspective. Yeah, my friend Trevor who watches... Oh, well, listens to the Spotify pod, sent me a Snapchat. He said it was just 80 yep. yesterday, and there was snow coming down. Yep. No. I mean, looking at they, – they've just got some tough – like the Steelers against the Colts, that'll be a toss-up game. I would say the Colts at Vikings, toss-up game. Yes, I'm biased, but it, it definitely is, in my opinion. I mean, the Colts had a lot of toss-up games last year, too, where they were just – if they can control the clock, And not make the dumb mistakes, like we done. said. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, with that, include the Colts talk, and we move on to our next team, and that is the Tennessee Titans, the former division champs and number one seed in the AFC from last year. Um, so, on the addition side, they bring in Malik Willis in the draft, which was surprising just because of how far Willis fell. And um, but yeah, now he's following uh, following up Ryan Tannehill, who's got I believe two years left on his deal. Um, Ryan came out and said, "I'm not here to be a mentor. Um, I'm not coaching this dude." Like, and what do you what you guys think of that? I'm curious. Like, what it what's your stance on quarterbacks saying I'm not I'm not here to mentor the next? I mean, it's it, he is correct. It is not. Technically, his responsibility, his responsibility is to put this team in the best position to win now, which is what he's doing because he realizes I need to win in the next year or two or or any future I have with this team's gone. But at the same time, I mean, you are supposed to, as a veteran, be there to mold the quarterback that's behind you. I mean, there's always it's always a fragile relationship. Like we've seen it right now with 
um, Jimmy G and Trey Lance. We see it with Rodgers and Jordan Love. We saw it with Rodgers and Brett Favre. Anytime you're having a quarterback sit under a, another quarterback as an understudy, they're not going to want to give them all the tricks, everything that they know. Bledsoe, I was watching uh, Man in the Arena. Bledsoe didn't want to tell Brady everything. He he would give him tips, but at the same time, you keep a little, yeah. a couple of things to yourself. It's it's a veteran savvy move. But at the end of the day, I know that he's still going to help him. He was probably firm and and said that because I mean, if you were him, wouldn't you be a little pissed off that they drafted a quarterback? Hundred percent. Oh yeah. And sure. If you say as I mean, Tannehill that I'm going to be the mentor, then you're almost basically giving up the job right there. It's like exactly, and the competitor and the competitor in him is not just going to do that, right? And every he's not some quarterback like in his late 30s either. That's usually where you see the mentorship. And even in Rogers' case, he wanted no part of that. Guys have too much ego to get over it. Tannehill's not necessarily one of those guys that is deserving of having that ego to not want to get rid of you it. You know something wild? I don't expect anyone to You want to hear a wild stat? Matt Stafford and Ryan Tannehill are the same age. Wow. There it is right there. Wow, that's fucking... How many draft classes before... Parked out because uh, Tannehill. Tannehill's been like... Was chronically hurt in Miami, so we never saw him. They, I know he kept they were in the second same class. Chances. Stafford had to be two years before, right? Um, he was, I, I know that, I think that might be right. 20, 20, 2012 is when Tannehill got drafted. I think it was 2010. Stafford was oh, 2009, yeah, right. 2009 with uh, Hayward Bay, right? Yep. 2009. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he must have like a really <laughs> early birth or late birthday and then Tannehill is a really early Something. one. I have no idea, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I I don't I don't look too much into those comments from Tannehill going to Malik Willis. Me neither. He'll be fine. Yeah, you you can't just give up your job because basically you're just saying like, oh, I'm just here to hand off my job. Like that's not an NFL quarterback. Hand <laughs> off to Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much his job now. But um, all right. So on the addition side as well, uh, they brought in Traylon Burks in the draft first round. Um, they traded A.J. Brown in the draft, so the theory is that Traylon Burks is supposed to be just a replacement for A.J. Brown, But and I'll get into that in a second. Um, they also bring in Robert Woods in a trade. I believe it was a fifth or sixth round pick, so nice grab there. Um, Woods had... What's he going to be? What do you mean? I mean, he's coming off an injury. You know, we don't... Yeah, like, uh, and not just a for a after for sure. After the hype, nothing. They had after the hype that. Well, they had they had Adrian. after the hype that Bobby Trees got before the season last year. I can't imagine that he's not going to be good this year because from one of our very own, I think, with the podcast, right? Hmm? Wasn't Jaden giving him all the hype in the world last yeah, year? It was. <laughs> That's because he was trying yeah. to sell it to us. <laughs> Dude, like, during people. fantasy season... He was desperately trying to sell us on it. fucked up on this podcast, because, like, especially with me and Mitch and Jaden's league, it's like, we're just trying to deceive each other, really. Like, you don't so, yeah, give away like some of the info, info that we're dropping is just, like, fucking not true. <laughs> like, just, like, just not our belief. But that's when you get the hot takes and all that good shit, so... All right. Let me ask you this, yeah, though. Who... Uh, who, who is better 
who do you think will be better? Let's give it three years. Julio and AJ Brown or Robert Woods and Traylon Burks? Julio and AJ. Okay. I think I got it. So go. you think that I got I gotta go Traylon and Robert. I mean, what are we talking about last year? That wide receiver duo was pretty doody. I mean if Julio goes to the Packers this year, that will make up for his lack of production in the next few years because he's likely gonna get a one year. And he's already declining, but he's going to be the number one if he goes to a place like Green Bay. And then AJ is obviously the most proven commodity out of all four, yeah, though. For sure. Okay. And I just I just wanted to throw that out there because that's essentially what they did is yeah. they got rid of those two and brought those two in. Right. No. All right. So we might as well dive into it now. Traylon Burks is not a replacement for AJ Brown. What are we talking about, guys? Like. We're pretending that yeah, okay. Mr. Mr. Top Five receiver over there. Yeah, dude, I gotta defend my boy. You know how it is. <laughs> but he's not he's not a replacement for AJ Brown. I mean, he may look very similar on the field, but like how often do you have a proven commodity in the draft like AJ Brown? Like you can't just draft a guy and be like, oh yeah, we'll get the same production that we got out of AJ. It's like AJ's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, you just trade Stefan Diggs for Justin Jefferson, and it happens. It's that easy. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, if you're a fucking Vikings every, fan, that's every 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 team should do that. Just have the team before them draft Draylon Rager. Boom, take that Eagles fans. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. No. I, obviously, you're not going to get the same production. Maybe not next year. But you're also saving a lot of money by not paying him. What, what did he get? Twenty five mil, twenty mil a year. So. That's that's very that's a significant part about it is that you're saving money with that because you've got a, you've got a good amount tied with Tannehill and Derrick Henry. I mean those are those are two guys and Robert Woods. I mean what's he getting next year? Mm, I don't even know. I think it's like six mil or something. I don't think it was yeah, massive. Not, okay, but you're coming up on having to pay Jeffrey yeah. Simmons, buyer. I mean, there's a lot of centerpieces they need to pay so. Taylor Lewan probably won't get a ton because he's been spotty, but you need to pay him something. Um, what do you think about the whole Traylon Burks for A.J. Brown basically being a side-by-side comparison to some people, Mitch? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, body comp, you look at him, you're like, oh, wow, they're the same size. So they about like, the same and everything like that. But he is, he is not the receiver A.J. was coming out of college. He was a AJ gadget dog, guy. AJ was a motherfucking dog at Ole Miss, man. Dude, can you can you imagine AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and trying to defend those two? I don't know. The I know it's absolutely okay. ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about how <laughs> physical and how athletic AJ Brown is, and how he's a dog. DK Metcalf was on the other side. It was probably more athletic than him. I mean, you just had to guard go routes. Neither of them are that. Yeah, great they're just athletic them. as fuck, and you just give get them the ball in space, and and they'll do what they got to do with it. Yeah. All right. So, also on the addition side, they bring in tight end Austin Hooper, who signed a fat contract. Yeah, ugh. signed a fat contract with uh, Cleveland, and just kind of shit the bed. Um, but they also brought in Roger McCreary in the draft, which was nice. He locked up. Plenty of dudes in the SEC all year. Um, nice pickup out of Auburn. Um, but the departure side, a little bit more notable because lead off the list with 
AJ Brown. Um, they trade him on draft night, and I don't. I'm sure you guys saw it. How pissed Vrabel looked. I don't know if he was actually pissed. Who knows? Because I imagine that he knew they were probably gonna. There was probably a good chance. I mean, he had said he didn't want to get yeah, rid of that's him. That's true. Too. But there was probably, probably knew that there was a good chance that they weren't gonna get rid of him with all this money getting out right now. So, but also on the departure side, Julio Jones, guard Roger Saffold, linebacker. Rashawn Evans, and linebacker Jayon Brown. So, favorite moves, worst moves, thoughts on the draft? What we, what we, what we thinking, boys? I like the Roger McCreary pick. I don't, I don't mind that. I think that their secondary is actually not terrible. Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley, throw Roger McCreary in there. He's got Bayard, Hooker as well. I think that their, their secondary is pretty solid in my opinion it's young too um which obviously helps like you said they're gonna have to pay simmons harold landry's still there um and i think honestly i think one of their best picks might be hassan haskins dude was a beast at michigan and he's gonna get some backup duties to derrick henry and i mean we never knew derrick henry could get hurt we didn't even think that was a possibility up until last year but now that it's happened you never know like we've talked about running back lifespans you know they're they're not anywhere near as long as other positions in the NFL. And if he's to get injured, I mean, Hassan Haskins can, can handle the ball. I mean, he's electric in space. He's great around it, you know, inside the uh, red zone as well. He's good receiving back from what I remember as well. So like, I think that he can absolutely fill the void, not to obviously what Derrick Henry did, but, but better than what, like who they have last year, like Jeremy McNichols, um, Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Like he, Hassan Haskins, in my opinion, will be better than what they had there. So I think that that, in my opinion, is probably their best pick. Um, I, I obviously like the Traylon Burks pick. I, I don't think it's a bad pick. I think it's an expected pick. Um, and I like the McCreary pick too. So I thought they did pretty well in the draft. Oh, yeah. Nothing that's going to blow you away like every other team in this fucking division. But it, but it was, it was solid. I mean, I don't know. Like, I when I was going through draft grades, like before when we were preparing a post draft episode that never happened, um, I had the Titans like top three drafts because bringing in three big name guys, Traylon Burks, Roger McCreary, and Hassan Haskins, like you mentioned, Hassan Haskins, an absolute like I like you said, he's a dog at Michigan. I mean, you saw it at the uh, in the Ohio State game, absolutely balled out. So in the snow and everything. Like he's a baller. Yeah. So I they also they also drafted uh, a Conquo, the tight end. Oh yeah, you're he, right. He, 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 he a terp. They also drafted Chance Campbell. He a former terp. Ooh. This is an all terps podcast. I don't know if it's anybody's aware rare. of that, but uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of terp mentions here in the AFC South. You know it. Um. So yeah, I mean they got they got good pieces in my opinion. Um. And and Chance Campbell was a fucking beast at Ole Miss. I mean I know. His size and his his metrics and are aren't probably going to translate to the NFL, but like he could be, you know, a backup role and and, and be around for a couple of years. So yeah, I thought, you know, can you mention it? Their first three picks, I thought they went out and got exactly what they needed, um, and and hit the nail on the head with both with all three of those picks. For sure, for sure. All right, do we want to go ahead and dive into our uh, over under on the win totals and our overall grade for the offseason? Do you guys do you guys think Malik Wills has a chance at playing in Good significant question. time at all this year? Like, do you think that there's a chance that he could take over Tannehill at any point this year? 
I mean, the chance of injury, but other than that, I think he's a project for the future. He doesn't really mesh well with what Derrick Henry provides. We've already seen what he'll provide with Derrick Henry and Marcus Mariota, because you're going to have pure shotgun read option, which is not an offense Derrick Henry works in, and that is the core of this offense. Fair. I mean, but, but if you're... If you're drafting him, do you, are you are you, do you think the Titans are looking at him as their quarterback of the future? I, I do think, think that. You think I so? Think okay. I don't think he's the quarterback of the future in Tennessee. I don't. I think he'll be a really good backup quarterback, and you put him in there, the ball out. But I don't think he's ever going to be. Uh, it just showed like how far he fell in the draft tells you enough already. Like I mean, he was. For a lot of people, a projected first-round pick. I mean, there was a lot of people who had him going to the Lions, but obviously a lot of teams... There were some people that had him going top 10 to the Panthers. No, I'm saying like top to the as the second pick to yeah. the Lions. Like, yeah. That was, that was talked about a little bit, you know, but so many teams passed on him. <sighs> I, I think there's a succession plan in place, though. You pretty much have Tannehill and Henry in this set offense the next two years. That's what I was going to say. What are you doing these next two years? You build around what Malik Willis can do for these next two drafts and just kind of hope you win games, maybe get lucky, make a run. Other than that, I think he is a succession plan because he has that ceiling that everybody was considering him to be a first-rounder for. Yet let him slide. The other thing that I will say with the quarterback market is, you know, if you are going to move on from Tannehill, are you going to look to the draft? Because if you're not going to look to the draft, who's going to be the next big name available free agent quarterback? Like, I know we saw it this year, and this year was kind of crazy. And I'm I'm wondering if it'll set a precedent or if this year was just an anomaly. And you'll see all these young quarterbacks get signed to mega deals here soon. I don't think, I don't know if it happens in free agency. I think this offseason has proved it. You can go out, if you feel your team is ready, you could trade for a quarterback. So I don't think they'll make a big splash of free agency. But will they trade for a quarterback at some point when Tannehill's time is up? I think so. Because this team... Well, trading too, though. Like, like who's, who's a quarterback right now that you could see as being like... I don't want to necessarily... Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to say trade bait, because that's a bad term to use for... Kyler? I guess, maybe. But I feel like Tyler. he's now. Jimmy G, who is glorified. No, See, I feel like both of those quarterbacks tra- are, are But they're are not going to trade it for him like this year, you know? Like, I'm talking like a couple years down the road. That's, yeah. Who's going to be available yeah. to trade for, you know? And I don't yeah. think Jimmy G is There's not be. a lot of guys on the board right now, unless you're like looking Baker, who is just a long-term. Dude. Now, Ryan Tannehill. How about that, There's though? less mobility than Ryan Tannehill. Baker you know who I Tennessee. could see? Baker you know who I could Tennessee. see? Daniel Jones. Why? I don't know if many people. Would I don't know. I don't. Than, I don't know. Well, anything for him, but, but he'd he would be on the bench. If but he, he, he would be a, this year, he would probably be He's a free not agent. Traded. I guess it okay. could be like a Mitch Trubisky thing, where you like kind of see it. And they're like SOL <laughs> on quarterbacks at the moment. And they kind of... Jameis Winston. No. Think about it, because they're running that play action. 
sort of thing. And like Baker Mayfield, is he or is he not built for that? I mean, he's been running that in Cleveland for quite a while. Obviously, didn't do that good of a job. I mean, is obviously, he built didn't for that? do he that good okay of a job this. of running it this <laughs> past season. But I don't know. I think a lot of that had to do with some mental stuff and obviously the injury. So I, I'm still a Baker guy. I'm not as huge of a Baker guy as it was before, but I've still got faith, and I think Tennessee would be a good fit. So I just don't know if there's any like quarterbacks that we saw, like a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson, that you can just go out there and can completely change the franchise and be like, who knows in two years what's going to happen? Like, right? That's what I'm saying. As it is the landscape right now, though, like who is who would be that guy that could come in and have that sort of a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson type of impact in? the Tennessee offense, like completely revamp it. And I don't know if that guy's out there. Like, I mean, Rodgers could go there on the tail end of his career. Carr, that's somebody I was thinking. Maybe Carr, Carr was somebody else that came to mind. What about Tua? Ooh, he shows it a little bit this year, gets a little pissed that they were even talking about him not saying. Possibility. Lamar? Hey, ooh. I don't know if he strikes me as the type of guy to Lamar. do that, but Lamar maybe. Lamar would be... That's that's the potential. Because let's he's say probably, let's say the Ravens. Well, he says he's loyal to there, but I think the only team he would go to, like Tyler yeah. has said, is Miami. And then at that point, it's because Lamar is out. because Lamar is interested interest. in signing a contract. Like let's say they franchise tag him twice, and he's okay with that because it's still a lot of money. And you franchise tag him twice, and then you don't get a deal done. He'll be hitting the market when you don't have to handle him. So, interesting thought. Interesting thought for sure. All right, let's rattle through our uh, off-season grades and our over/under on the win totals. Um, let me find our over/under on the win totals for the motherfucking Tennessee Titans. We got nine and a half. Sweet. Okay, I will go ahead and go. I think Derrick Henry's going to have. Serious decline this year. Um, I said that before the season last year, and obviously uh, pretty bricked on that. But he did end up getting injured. So I think me making the argument that that usage is not going to be able to sustain was very on point. But he and also I saw something from ESPN the other day. I'll have to mention it in another another podcast or something. But he was not... His usage was unprecedented last year. Like, obviously, the production was, but his oh, use, yeah. like, his per, like, his per run was, yeah. like, kind of stinky. Like, I mean, he was... It's yep, just, his yak. It was, it was YPC, yeah. Right, exactly. So, it was just his usage. He's just got the motor to keep going and break off that eight-yarder. I guess that's the difference between him and the average He'll get those back, three though. yards, four yards, two yards, six yards, three yards... 78 yards like that's that's a typical what you would see out of him from a play-by-play standpoint yeah for sure but i don't it, there's going to be decline this year there was decline last year and is just his effectiveness per run but i think there will definitely be decline this year um so this window go you got you finish out finish out your prediction okay sweet um i will go ahead and go on the off season as a total i mean I like it. I like it. I'll go ahead and give it a B plus. I really like what they did in the draft. 
Um, and I'm a huge fan of Robert Woods as well. Um, yeah, so I'll go ahead and give it a B plus on the offseason, and I'll go ahead and go under nine and a half. So, yeah, I, I also I have it as a B. I mean, surprise, just like the Colts, mediocre. Nothing really blew me away. This group that they've got right now, they're hanging on by a thread as far as like where their window is. Like this is this is it. They're 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 putting all their chips in. And it's unfortunately the wrong time for them because of how good the rest of the AFC is. Uh, their window to win was like last year, maybe the year before. Obviously, Henry getting hurt completely screwed up all their plans. Um, they still obviously got the number one seed. But, um, yeah, I've actually got them going like six wins, maybe seven wins. I don't see this being a very good season for them. Um, they're also going to be playing all the teams that finished in first, like the Bills. Um, I'm trying to think of who they – they've got the Bills on the schedule. they got the Chiefs on the schedule. they got the Packers on the schedule. The Bengals, uh, the Bengals on the schedule. And the AFC West. And the West. AFC West. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. I mean, there's – they got the, the the Packers, the Bengals, and the Bills on the schedule, plus the AFC West. That is seven very very tough games. And what's their over under nine and a half? I mean, you would have to if if you lose every one of those games, you have to win every single game the rest of the schedule, and that's including teams like the Cowboys and um, the Commanders, the Eagles. Obviously, sweeping your division. I mean, it's. It's 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 a it's a pretty difficult schedule in my mind. Um, so that's why I have them going, you know, six or seven wins, just because. Kane talked about the durability of Derrick Henry, and let's be real: Are you guys trusting Ryan Tannehill to go out there and lead you to a playoff berth? <laughs> Get the fuck out! That happened one time, and that was a one-hit wonder. <laughs> okay. I have I have this team finishing third in this division. Strong feelings. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Thrill. Fair enough. All right, Mitch, what you got? And while you do that, ramble on for a little bit because I'm going to go take a piss. Same. I will. <laughs> like, I personally have this team at a C. I do not like what they've done. Like Tyler just mentioned, they have to buy in to win a championship because their window is now in last year, and last year was a lost cause. The only pick they've made to try to keep Derrick Henry healthy was Nicholas Petit Freire. They'd let Roger Saffold leave. Petit Freire was a fall off in the draft. He still has a chance to be a quality starter, but not upper echelon or anything like that. And then receiving core, granted Julio and AJ were hurt and battered for a large portion of last year, but you get a very unproven rookie with a lot of questions in Traylon Burks, and then Robert Woods coming off an ACL tear. And somehow, Robert Woods is my second most favorite thing they did this offseason behind Petit Friere. Roger McCreary, I just can't get sold on him. He has short arms. He just does not quite stand up to the intangible, well, physical intangibles that you want out of an NFL corner. That defense is just on the edge of falling off. They kind of needed to make the move now. I don't like what they've done. I'm going to keep it at a C. And I think they're going to bounce around 500. I don't think they're going to get above nine wins. So I'm going to go on the under at either eight or nine wins on the total in the season because this is a gritty team. They can control the clock as long as Derrick Henry's on the field. They'll win some of those games against harder teams, but they have a rough schedule. 
And if they get one injury, it kind of derails the, the team. Of, we were just talking about Jonathan Taylor winning games for the Colts by himself. I think that the days of Derrick Henry winning the Titans games by himself are possibly over. Possibly over. Yeah. He won a few games on his own. That's the only Dude, way they have a, the, the, the Titans have a stretch where they have at Kansas City, Broncos at home, at Green Bay, Bengals at home. That's a tough four-game stretch. I mean, in their first four games, they're starting with at the Bill or at the Giants at home, at the Bills, Raiders at home, at the Colts. I wouldn't be surprised if they start one and three. Not at all. I mean, we've got all across the board. Oh, yeah. We have them and finishing under nine and a half wins. So. And, he, and here's... And to come back to Hassan, I like Hassan Haskins. I just don't... They're going to try to force him into a Derrick Henry role, which I don't think. Well, they he would is if they didn't have Derrick Henry. He's a dog, but he's a dog <laughs> in the pound. He is not in the ideal situation right now. He needs to be looking to get adopted by anybody else in the league right now. <laughs> right. Good shit. Good shit. All right. Let's move on. All right. How long are we going to spend on the Jags and the Texans? Let's agree that maybe. I, I think the Jags can be quick. I There is not a lot to like about them. The Texans, whoa, I guess whoa, there's more promise. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are definitely talking about the Jags. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's dive into it. All right, so on the addition side, they bring in Mr. Dougie Peterson as their new head coach after saying goodbye to possibly the worst experiment in the history of the National Football League, which was Urban Meyer with ladies grinding on him at various bars across, I believe it was in Cincinnati, after a Thursday night football game. Columbus. But yeah, he's no longer an NFL head coach and probably won't find a job anywhere ever again. But now they got Doug, now they got Doug Peterson in there, former Super Bowl winning head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, gotta like that, you know. Uh, they bring in wide receiver Christian Kirk, who absolutely broke the motherfucking bank. We were talking about it uh, on a couple podcasts ago, maybe just a podcast ago, that Christian Kirk was the one who, he was the first domino to fall, which made, basically, I don't know, there's an argument to be made that Without the Christian Kirk signing, that this offseason isn't nearly as crazy as it ended up being. So it would have gotten it would it would have it was just it was inevitable of who was going to be the one that would reset it. Okay. Okay. All right. Somebody somebody was going to sign a huge contract. Well, somebody was going to sign, but the, I don't know. I feel like he is just such a minuscule player that got so much money. I'm better like, than that guy. I am. Yeah, exactly. Ten times the player he was. I need I, ten million. I, I'll say this. Because of Tyree Kill, like, obviously he's going to get his money. Like, it's Tyree Kill. Like, and my, not a lot of wide receivers in the NFL can honestly say to themselves, I'm probably better than a Tyree Kill. I'm probably better than a Devontae Adams. That's not the case. Are you better than Christian Kirk? I would say 50% of the wide receivers in the National Football League are. So that's when they saw the money that Christian Kirk got. They were like, this dude's getting four years, 75 mil. Shit. Duh. I'll go hop in. 
asked for my new contract, and I feel like that's. Well, what's your argument, Tyler, against that? Want to hear? Um, no, I, I, it, it might be. I think it's the second worst contract signed this offseason. Number one goes to Mr. David and Joku. Um, I, I, I have no idea what the Browns were thinking signing that guy to that much money. That much. I mean, he just was blown away by that deal. Uh, obviously, this Christian Kirk deal is awful. Um, I didn't like the Brandon Sheriff signing anything, to be honest. I thought they gave him way too much. I don't, I, I don't dislike them bringing him in. I dislike with how much money they gave him. We were talking about the Bengals early on and what they did in, in a previous episode and what they did with their line where they got like three pieces for the price of one, which was the equivalent to Brandon Sheriff. What the B- Bengals got was three pieces compared to one piece, which is Brandon Sheriff. And I think those three pieces collectively will be better and more productive than the one piece in Brandon Sheriff. Um, Cam Robinson franchise tagged him. Solid. I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing that isn't marked on here um, is getting Travis ETM back. And it's not labeled as an addition, but it basically is an addition. You're basically getting a first round pick once again, though, coming off a, a torn ACL, I believe. So, you know, we talked about that with Robert Woods. We don't know what we're going to get, but you're pairing him back up with his college quarterback that they had so much chemistry with in college. And you're pairing him with a guy that kind of had a breakout year uh, in James Robinson. So, like, I like their backfield. I think that their receiving core is one of the more underrated receiving cores in football, believe it or not, because they also brought in Zay Jones, who I thought had a very good end of the year with the Raiders once everything happened with Henry Ruggs. Uh, so you got those three, you got Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, LaVisca Trenaut. I think that those four could arguably Okay, who, who in this division? Didn't they give Zay Jones 10 million? Zay Jones is one of the worst wide receivers in the NFL. It's not even fucking close. He was the only, he was the only option. Okay, all right, that's a strong, that's a strong opinion, okay? But he was being thrown the ball <laughs> in Vegas because he had to be thrown the ball. They were trying to use him as a deep threat when he's slow as fuck, dude. There were so many balls where Derek Carr let that thing go. And J- Zay Jones is hustling to catch up with it and he just can't because he's trash. So Ask Ravens fans about Zay Jones. Yeah? What, what do they got to say about Zay Jones? I mean, Zay Jones caught the game in a touchdown on a deep ball against the Ravens in overtime. In week one last year. That's just one example. That's just one example I'm giving. But And I think he had a very big catch against the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had a pretty good game against... He had a vast interference in the end zone where he was 15 yards from the ball at halftime. Right about halftime where they got a one-yard rushing touchdown. Which... Okay. Wide receiver cores in this division. Who are you saying has a better wide receiver core than them? And and I'll, and, and I'm not... I, I know... Th- I still think the Titans are above them, even though I don't like Trey. They have two. Who, who's their third and fourth? Nick Westbrook, Ikina. Dude. And, they, and what? Who and, was the tight end they just picked up? They picked up Hooper. He was. He's okay. Jeff Swain. I don't Jeff mind Swain. the Colts receiving core. It's Jeff Swain that they picked Woods, up. Just Swain. I think I don't mind the Colts receiving core. And I like Brandon yeah, Cooks. I was gonna say, and John Mechie is Brandon a Cooks is John Mechie. Yeah. John Mechie coming off a, a, a terrible injury as well. Yeah, okay, I mean, but you're pretending like ACL, ACL injuries, injuries and kind of do it. Like <laughs> they do sprain. sometimes. If you don't have one, you weren't playing hard enough at this point. I. Would you say, Kane? 
You're acting like an ACL is like just a career ender straight up. Like, I mean, we've seen. I'm not saying it's a career ender, but they might not be the same exact player. They might not be explosive as what they once were. Fair. I don't. It's not quite. I don't think that that's the case as much anymore. Like back in okay, the, back when Adrian Peterson tore his ACL, the rehab's gotten yeah, way better. Back when Adrian that. Peterson tore his ACL, that was the case. You didn't know if a player was going to come back. That's why it was so unprecedented when Adrian Peterson came back from the ACL. It was so great, but I don't think that rush for two thousand yards. I, 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 as a Vikings fan, I, I know <laughs> a little bit about ACLs. I was at that game against Washington where it happened too. Um, no, I, I totally get that. Imagine one that through... at FedEx Field, somebody tears their ACL. Imagine that. Who would have thought? One through four. Um, I don't think the Colts have the same depth. I mean, the Texans, like you said, you're depending on John Mechie as your number two. I mean, they have Nico I like John Mechie better than Christian Kirk. They have okay receivers. I like John Mechie better than Christian Kirk. Not um, ideal. Whoever else you said. I mean, LaVishka Chenault, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Zay Jones, Zay Jones. stinks. Marvin LaVisca Jones. Just, I do stinks. not like Marvin Jones passes day. And Jaden brought up a great point. It's like a top ten paid group that wide receiver. And should it be in this division? No. It's the best. In my opinion, it's the best receiving core in this division. Okay, but I'll I'll throw this at you. Traylon Burke gets hurt. What happens to the Titans? Michael Pittman gets hurt. What happens to the Titans? If Christian Kirk gets hurt. What happens to the Jags? I mean, you got they have the depth. I mean, the Jags yeah. still they underwhelming. St- they have the depth, though. <laughs> like, they're not hampered by one guy. That's, I would not say... They got a couple of names, man. Probably they got a couple on of par names. With, he's, he might be less than, like, what T.Y. Hilton he's your would fourth. be if he resigns. Visca? Is he? I mean, LaVishka is kind of like a utility guy. They don't have a set role. They said they also have something. And then never did it. I because... Mean, you you also are the other thing that you have to throw into the receiving core that none of the other teams in the division have. Maybe David Johnson with the Texans is a receiving back in Travis Etienne that can line up at receiver as well. I'm not. I guess if you're putting yeah. Etienne at no, that, I, it does give him a bump. But I feel like the best pure receiver might be Michael Pittman in the division. Also, they, might, is they, they might have the best receiving tight end in the division with Evan Ingram now as well. Dude, when's the last time that Evan Ingram did well, anything? Well, I mean, half a receiving... Who the fuck was throwing the ball to Evan that. Ingram? I mean, Eli Manning for a while. <laughs> Eli oh Manning my God, get out of here. Eli Manning's the worst regular season quarterback ever. Eli's getting in... Eli is getting... He, in, he if, if and when Eli gets into <laughs> the Hall of Fame, it will be because of his postseason. That, the, those... Well, didn't he finish his career exactly fronts. 500? Nothing else. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Big Ben and Phil looked a million times better statistically than it, but they have, well, as many... The other thing, and and we touched on it with Urban Meyer and Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Well, when Carson Wentz... Some some stability at the helm can change everything. I love the Doug Peterson. I really do. I didn't like it at first because I felt like it was like... I was about to I say, know. you were I a huge like hater it on like it first, man. Type, like, sign. But I've seen videos since then of Doug Peterson in the rooms with the Eagles back in the day. And I've heard players comment pretty highly of Doug. So I'm a fan of the signing, for sure. I mean, 
Anything's I, you can only go up for Urban Meyer. I mean, shit. What are we talking about here? <laughs> them, uh, them losing Miles Jack is is could be could be significant. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. Devin, yeah, but Devin they drafted Lee. two inside linebackers and, uh, make and up Chad for it. and Muma. <laughs> Why not Chad Muma? Yeah, Devin Muma, Lee, Muma yeah. was a beast. No idea why. And they signed that the one guy, um, Olukun. Yeah. I think that's what his last Lulukun. name was. Lulukun. Yeah, they gave him a. They. I will say this: they gave. They have. They gave up. Linebackers. They they gave. Th- <laughs> they gave big contracts. In my opinion, they they did not spend their money wisely, which is why, which is why my greed is yeah. less than what I probably would have been if we were just basing it on the guys that they brought in and the team that they built around. Um. I mean, they beefed up their line. You know, they did what they had to do with their line. They went out and got some more weapons for Trevor Lawrence. They're getting ETM back. Their defense, they went out and signed Darius Williams, brought in Shaquille Griffin as well. Uh, they gave the fifth year to Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd. They drafted him. Uh, Trayvon I will Walker say this. With the number one overall pick. I, that's, that's what I was about to get to. I think that that is going to be a pick that they're going to regret in about three or four years. I think Aiden that's a pretty big I think Aiden Hutchinson was the move. I've been saying that from the get-go, and I think they just bought into the smoke screen the last month of the year. And I think Jaden touched on it where uh, was it their GM doesn't have the best relationship with Harbaugh. Oh, and just to spite Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah, just from to spite him. And like, yeah, we'll take Trayvon Walker. I think it's I, – I just I, – I don't think that it's going to pan out the way they hope it will. Um Definitely but yeah, I, 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 I think this team's going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, for sure. I think, I will say, Brandon Sheriff, I'm a fan of that. I agree with you. They maybe could have spread it out a little more, gotten some more depth on the line. But, I mean, Brandon Sheriff, what guards are we putting in front of Brandon Sheriff right now? Quentin Nelson. Zion I mean, Johnson. there's not that many. <laughs> Not that many. I mean, exactly. Trey Smith, so pretty solid. Yeah, pretty solid. But he's, but he's probably he's a, not he's Brandon Sheriff. I mean, guard's not one of the positions that you like spit, spit, spit off yeah, the tip of your no, tongue sure. as easily. But... Sheriff's just got more of the reputation because he's been in the league for longer. I feel like he's probably still top ten. I'd give him that. Top for ten sure. guard in the league in general. Oh my god, you're just yeah. To you, he was stuck in Washington, and that's why you just don't want to give him his shine. That's unfortunate. So I guess I'll just start shitting on Chargers players and other teams. That's cool, though. We're at a mutual understanding on that. <laughs> but anyway, I, I like the Brandon Sheriff. I like the Brandon Sheriff signing. So let's dive into our, uh, our grades and over-unders on the win total. Let me um, find the win total real quick, but I'll hand it off to Tyler to start with um, your grade for the overall. Yeah, I had a, I have them at a B minus. Um, I know that you guys are probably expecting like a B plus or an A minus, but the deal to Kirk is too much. The deal to Sheriff is too much. The deal to Olacon is too much. I don't like the Trayvon Walker pick. Um, so yeah, I mean, they did they did like I said, they did some things that I did like in the off season. <clears throat> Um, losing Miles Jack, like I said, is going to hurt. I know you got Devin Louie to hopefully replace him, but you know you're, you're depending on a rookie um, in, in basically what is labeled as like the quarterback of your offense. So I, I do worry about that. Um, but once again, in this week division, just getting rid of the whole Urban Meyer shit, I think is is 
could give them a win or two more this year compared to last year. And I think that, you know, we're just, we're just taking it for granted that like Trevor Lawrence has always been the number one player his entire life. Like whether it was high school, whether it was college, getting drafted number one overall, this guy is really fucking good. And he had some shit that he had going on last year, you know, in that offense, trying to learn a new NFL offense, plus all the distractions with urban Meyer. Like, Imagine being a, a, a rookie quarterback and having all that crap go on. Like it's got to mess with you. You have to toss it away, in my opinion. Like you have to toss last year after what happened with Urban. Like I mean, it, you just have to toss it out the window. Yeah, and I think if you can just give him a little bit of protect, protection and your weapons are able to stay healthy, yeah. I mean, I think you could win five, six, maybe seven games. I don't think it's out of the realm whatsoever. They're over. I think they're still probably two to three years away from you know, from making a significant playoff push. But like, if you've got your quarterback solidified, that's, that's what you need in this league nowadays. And, and I think that, you know, when we look at these sophomore quarterbacks, it's him, it's Zach Wilson, it's Trey Lance, it's Mac Jones. Uh, who's the fifth, uh, Justin Fields. I think, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have the second biggest jump out of those five quarterbacks. I think Zach Wilson's going to have the biggest, but I think, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have the second biggest. Yeah, no, I'm a huge fan of – I mean, he looked like a completely different quarterback in the second half of the year once Urban didn't have him under his foot. So, what's what's their over-under? Six and a half. So what you got? Kane, Kane, what's their over-under? Yeah, uh, six, six and a half. So what you got? No, I didn't hear the six and a half. Um, dang, that's right where I'm leaning to. You know, I said five, six, seven wins. I probably – you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go over. I think they. I think they claw out. See what I did there? I think they claw out seven and seven wins. Go seven <laughs> and ten. I think the Titans end up six and uh, yeah, six and eleven. Fair enough. Um, I'm glad you laughed at that. Claw <laughs> <Bought> out. <laughs> I'll go ahead and, dude. I'm not a fan of offseason. Uh, yeah, I I'm might not go. either. Yeah, I'm. How I know, like I'm not, dude. Like I'm about I'm to. Old. I was thinking deterritory <laughs> earlier, um, but considering Tyler's raving review, I might have to back off that a little bit. So I'll go ahead and go C minus. I'll be a little generous, but just not a fan. I, they signed names on the wide receiver. Like guys, you could have drafted rookies that would have been better than a Zay Jones, in my opinion. Easily better than they were. They were signing guys right. that you kind of knew in a fourteen yeah. league. For that's what it football. felt like, dude. It felt like <laughs> it felt like they were playing a Madden franchise, and they just like fucked it up. And they just want they still wanted to get some names on the roster, so they signed. A you couple. ready? Go ahead. Christian Kirk goes for a thousand yards next year. I think ETN more likely to be I'm calling it timestamp deaths, okay? So, what is it, June 3rd now? Dude, Here's I wouldn't Tony. even disagree with you. We got a few quotes who, for Jay. Who else is he going to throw to? Like, it's Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. He's a great quarterback. So, he's going to get the ball to somebody. Now that he has a solid head coach, Christian he's Kirk. Got ETN. You paid him he's like you're Evan number it. one. So you got Evan Ingram, you got LaVisca, you got Marvin Jones, Zay you got James Jones. Robinson as well. James, jo- Jones. James Robinson is going to die. 
I disagree. I think they're going to find ways to incorporate because the Eagles did it with Boston Scott and um, Miles Sanders. No, because Miles Sanders was, was it was Shady there? Or Clement? Gainwell? Was it Clement? Or a few years oh, ago? Yeah, they 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 played with both of those guys on the field at the same time. Yo, it was Jay Jai. Jay Jai, right? They had three. I mean, you could definitely. I guarantee that Doug Peterson's going to have packages with ETN and James Robinson that they're going to use frequently. Okay. Oh, and don't forget they they drafted one of the best names in the entire draft, Snoop Connor. Hey, dude, and also he's a fucking baller. Running back at yep, Ole Miss. Miss. Yeah, he's a baller, man. He's a baller. He's 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 he also right. could see sometimes because he's more of a goal linebacker and Robinson and ETN are not Receiving I mean backs. that's why I'm I guess saying Robinson be, but... I think Robinson's day in the spotlight might be over man I think ETN is obviously a better receiving I mean obviously it's the wrong word but I think ETN takes over the receiving role James Robinson's not an in between tackles guy give that to Snoop Connor James Robinson oof but I will go ahead and go under six and a half wins um I like. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big step up this year, but this roster is still not good. So it's going to take some time for Doug Peterson to figure this out. But I'll go ahead and go under six. Mitch, here. I'm gonna need a minute here because am I counting ETN or not? No. Because with ETN, it's a whole grade level no. above for me because he is count a monster. I'm if I'm not counting him. Complete F. Wow. Complete F. Because he's the, the only other positive I see from this offseason is Brandon Cheer. I like Devin Lloyd. I like Chad Muma. Why would you get those two and then Aloha Khan and have three linebackers? Either one of the, the guy you just signed for a huge contract can be benched, or a first or third round pick is going to be benched when you could have done something else and you have other needs. The receiving core... Still stinks. No matter what Tyler says, he's not going to convince me on that. Me Travis Etienne that is going to be like a Mac Jones MVP kind of take. I can all but guarantee that. MVP Mac Jones kind of take. That's what that hey, is. Hey, all right, look, to my defense, to my defense, this division is such dog shit. We got to have something to talk about. You're open. Now he's tracking. <laughs> And then Miles, Miles Jack leaving, he wouldn't grade it well on PFF, but he's still a great linebacker. It's, none of those guys are going to truly make up for what he was missing. He was the last piece of that Jaguars defense that pretty much, well, that entirely carried them to an AFC championship game. And now he's gone. It's a new era. And I am not a believer in Trevor Lawrence. I wasn't when he came out. I you wasn't are a part of one of very Zach few Wilson. people that exists on planet Earth that did not believe in Trevor Lawrence coming out. I, I'm yeah. watching his senior season. He didn't have the same weapons as me. I know he had yeah. just Justin Ross and then Travis Etienne. Uh, he's just got Travis Etienne right now. He, then you've got pretty much a slot guy in Christian Kirk and then very underwhelming talent elsewhere. I don't know what you can expect of him. It's bound to be better than what it was last year because they fucking sucked last year. Yeah, no, <laughs> There's I, no yeah. way to sugarcoat it. Sure. Uh, he'll be better than last year, but I think Zach Wilson will be better. I think Justin Fields will have flashes better 
this year. I mean, neither of them are going to look good. Statistically, for the whole season, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to look a little better. But in the end of the season, Fields is still working with a little less. And he's going to show that he can carry the team a little better than what Lawrence can. And Trayvon Walker, complete idiotic pick at number one. Not through edge rusher. And you can't put him at linebacker because you have three freaking linebackers. And you're paying two. One of them is a first-round pay. One of them you just gave a huge contract. And then the other one in Chad Buma would be a complete waste of a third-round pick when you need other Fair enough. So you go F and under on the win total? Six, F. Under six and a half? Oh, yeah, definitively. All right. So, what are we what are we shooting for time wise for the Texans? Two minutes. <laughs> we can kind of bang yeah, that I, out pretty quick. I I we'll, mean I like the we'll Texans. Brush over it. Let's say five. To, let's call it five to ten minutes. Sorry about any Texans fans that were dying to hear our analysis on their off season at. Yeah, we know they're they, rampant. Yeah, exactly. At one thirty a.m. in the morning, <laughs> I know the Texans fans are chomping at the bit to hear it, but I'm so, uh, like, we'll definitely cover it, but maybe not as as much in So, all right. On the Texans' addition side, they bring in head coach Lovey Smith. They just uh, they just promoted him um, within. Obviously, Lovey had some history. Um, had some success with Chicago. Then he went over to college ball. Didn't really do too hot. Um, uh, especially at Illinois, kind of shit the bed. But, um, but yeah, he's back as an NFL coach, NFL head coach. So, kind of cool. And I just like to see the old names come back. Like, Lovey Smith just brings nostalgia. But um, also on the addition side, they're bringing wide receiver John Mechie, who we've mentioned. Um, the side guy, or the right-hand man to Jameis Williams in the Alabama offense last year um, before he got injured with an ACL tear. Uh, they also bring in guard Kenyon Green, which kind of was how early they drafted him was kind of shock, not shocking, but kind of, uh, what yeah. the, it was like, yeah. oh no, shock. Yeah, so Kenyon Green went a lot earlier than a lot of people expected, but he is now a Houston Texan. And then they bring in Derek Stingley, which hats off, you know, um, top five pick. And then they bring in safety Jalen Petrie, who also got some high praise from certain scouts. So on the departure side, David Culley, who had a short one-year stint in Houston where he was let go. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, he has departed. Where is Tyrod Taylor now? Giant, yeah, I was just saying, uh, I'm with the Giants. So, so Daniel Jones is about to be a superstar quarterback if they let Daniel Tyrod Jones starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans 2025. Shit, you're selling that. There we go. <laughs> um, linebacker Jake Martin also headed of town, and safety Justin Reed is also headed out of town, which is definitely a big name. We ended up signing with the Chiefs to replace Iron Matthew. So, not much to say here, literally. Like, I mean, Kenyon Green was a reach for sure. Uh, love the Stingley pick. I mean, you went, just had to go the best available there because you're the Texans and you have so many problems. So, might as well go the best available. And Derek Stingley, huge prospect. So, 
Gotta like that. And I'm a huge fan of Mechie. I think once he comes back healthy, I think he's a, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. You put him by it. And then Brandon Cooks, who's very quietly put up really solid production in Houston. Um, he's going to take some attention away from John Mechie. So I like John Mechie this year. But outside of that, I was a fan of the Lovey Smith uh, signing at first. But after conversations with you guys, I think opinion a little bit. This ain't the same NFL that Lovey once knew. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and dive into my fucking grade and my over-under right now, man. I'm doing it. I'm going all in. So let me find <laughs> the Texans so, over-under. Yeah, so wait, ahead. we... So we convince you to not be a fan of Lovey and be a fan of Doug Peterson. Nice. Well done, pod guys. How? Dude, I'm just Honestly, I don't I like this whole Dude, I was I'm I'm How much how much worse could it be? I'm looking through this depth chart and it's just it's so fucking bad, man. It's it's literally like their best player. Their best player on this depth chart is a guy that wore a gas mask. Hey, he just sold it for an (laughs) he just sold it as an NFT and made a shit ton of money. So let's give my man let's give my man Larry respect on his name. Good, good on him. I mean, do you you guys know who their starting running back is? David Johnson, Damian Pierce. Uh, It's Marlon Mack or Rex Burkhead or Damian Pierce or Dare Ogumbawale. What happened like, to David Johnson? Are, are you kidding me? Hey, Pierce has, is yeah. a rookie. Okay, you guys, you guys, you guys, Mac, you guys want to shit shadows. on the Jags? I would take ETN and James Robinson over any of these running backs on the Texans in fantasy. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, but I'd take the receivers One. over any of the Jag receivers. I would take Mechie the top two and. No, I, I would. I take John Mechie over Christian Kirk all day. I all day. I would not. Sure. All day. Damn, did you? I I know he's not proven. Brevin Jordan, and Nico Collins, I, Chris Conley, Chris Moore, Philip Dorsett. Don't hurt your eyes looking at the entire roster. Just look at the off season. It's painful. Yeah, exactly. A lot of those guys just, are practice squad guys all just look outside. Just, just judge them on their off season because if you dive down the rabbit hole into the roster, you're gonna finish with an F minus. They're great. I mean, bro. I mean, you gotta look at what they have. This last defense. Year. So this, this Jonathan Grenard, Malik Collins, Ross Blacklock, Rasheem Green, Neville Hewitt, Christian Kirksey, Camus, Christian Kirksey, Grieger, Camus Grieger Hill. Derek Stingley, Eric Murray, Terrence Brooks, and Steven Nelson. I mean, I know they... Petrie, oh, they P- Petrie's Jaylen there, and Desmond King's on. there. Mario Addison's there. Desmond, there you go. Shut the fuck up. No, no. This team is absolute ass. It's better than and what they, they were. And they went... You how how high could they exactly, have gone dude? You gotta were, judge it on the offseason. Scraping man. scum off of the bottom. Like, of yes, the floor. Even. yes, the Texans are bad. Breaking news on the Blitz podcast: the Texans are god <laughs> fucking awful. But we haven't even gotten to the quarterback. Yeah, I would take. Oh my god! Throw that on the. Put that on he the. He will be more productive and fantasy. Dude, I, put it on there. Davis Mills will be more productive. Let's play a, na- Trevor Let's play a name game football. with Davis Mills. I will. All right. Let's go through some quarterbacks. 
He would have been the best Davis, quarterback this year. Davis draft. Mills or Baker Mayfield? Baker. Uh, Davis Mills. At this, well, last year's Baker. Previous year, I would take Baker. Davis Mills or Before Jimmy the injuries. Jimmy G. Okay. Uh, Davis Mills or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Davis Davis. Mills or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. I'm going to say every single quarterback that you say outside of Davis Mills, I'm probably going to say that quarterback. I think he is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Oh, you are hating. He was so good in the second half. The only one you might debate it. Dude, okay, you have to remember this is Sam Darnold. You have to remember this with the Texans is teams were up so much. And then they let the Texans back in because psychologically they did not get amped up and did not get ready for that game like they do other games because it's the fucking Texans. But I mean, seriously, from a psychological standpoint, that's how these teams were. And Davis is in. They won a lot, a decent amount of upsets if they managed to slide into three rather than one. In support of Davis Mills, he used to be one of the top prospects coming out of high school. And like while he was at Stanford early on, he was supposed to be hot shit. So yeah, no, he was he was highly touted. I'm not saying he wasn't, but like, is Davis Mills the quarterback of the future for the Texans? No, fuck the name, fuck, fuck the name game. Let's just throw that out there. And maybe we're gonna be top maybe. next year. Who knows? Yeah. Like Dak Prescott but was not a high draft pick. Like I mean, there's. He showed out year one, but he was also on a much better Very roster. True. He does play for the Dallas Cowboys. Does play. That's the big difference. But that only makes an we argument. We don't know what either what Davis Mills or Trevor Lawrence it, would look like on a good that team. That makes so more of an argument for Davis well. Mills. You know? Didn't have shit last year. Right. Pairing this is this is also my thing is you 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 said that how much worse can it get with them? They, they downgraded at head coach. I thought David Colley did it as a pretty incredible job, like you said, with with what they had. But it's just like, if you're going to move on from David Colley, I don't mind that. But, but you brought in old grandpa? Like, that's hey, your move? I won't tolerate any serious Lovey Smith. Let's be honest. I don't know. I, but I why? But, but, but Mitch, but Mitch, if you're going to have the bridge coach, why not just stick with Cully again? Like, why are you going to Lovey Smith? Again? Because, because they're going to scapegoat him until they get like Ooh, that spin zone. up and coming guy. Until they find someone that they can actually pull in there because they couldn't get one of those big name guys like Dable, Staley, Sala. They couldn't get those guys because they had nothing going for them because Deshaun Watson did they not. They got rid of David Cully because David Cully did too good. Too well. That's My bad true. for the grammar. He probably did. He yes. did. He too did too well, well and they yeah. saw That's what he brought said. to the table, and they saw that the incline of what the team could go on with him there. That they're like, wait a minute, we can't be playing this well. We need to get the quarterback and coach of our future, so we need to bring somebody in that's going to help us get that number one pick. We can't be getting number three pick. We got to be getting number one pick. We got to beat out the other team in our division for the number one pick. That's how yeah. bad this. How slightly is. worse? How did the, the Texans hurt you, my friend? What did they do? Let me ask you this, guy. Let me ask this question for you guys, real quick. Who had the best off season in this division? The Colts. <laughs> the Colts. 
Yeah, the Colts, and then I would say the Texans. I mean, the Texans had nowhere to go but up. How, Bro, how this division is so fucking bad. You could sign. You could sign pretty much anybody to this Houston Texans. This team division is so terrible, but yet we are sitting at the hour for you, Mark. So yeah, good thing. Good thing that we did this division at, at one a.m. You know, one, almost two a.m. This this division appropriate time. We're not missing any good life. So, Seriously, the Texans. <laughs> The win total is set at four and a half. So, I will go ahead and give this offseason. I like Derek Singley. I like John Mechie. Kenyon Green, obviously too early, but, I mean, he's a solid piece. He was a first-round prospect. Um, and Jalen Petrie. I mean, I like what they did in the draft. They're setting themselves up. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, you, you got a total overhaul, so you could draft anybody. So, you basically drafted... Best available, Kenny Green. I don't know about that, but got some good guys in the draft. Um, and yeah. Mitch, I'm all the way in with you on John Mechie, but I'll go ahead and give it a C plus. I mean, it's pretty average. I'll give it above average for John Mechie and Dingley. Um, and I'll go ahead and go over four and a half. Um, that that's really low. Uh, that would, that means they'd have to win five. I mean, they play the Bears. They play the Jags Split. twice. They play the Giants. They play the Commanders. Dolphins. Don't see them beating the Giants. AFC yep. West. That's the thing they? is, this whole division plays the AFC um, West. I'll go ahead and go. I'll go ahead. They'll be right on the line. I'll go. You know what? I'll go under. I think they won four games. Tyler, what you got? So. There's there's 16 games between the AFC West and the AFC South. Over under 12 and a half that the AFC West wins. <laughs> I'm going to say under because I feel like the Titans and Colts can manage to win enough, and then there's one random game in the mix. I mean, they would have to... If you're saying that they would have to win enough... Four. They need to win right. four games. Total. One for each team in the division, but if the Texans and Jags don't win a game, then the Titans and Colts each have to win two. I think they can manage that. I feel like either... I feel like one of the teams will get exposed at some point. And they'll lose... Eleven and a half. Yeah. I probably put yeah. it right okay. at twelve for the NFC West to win them all. That makes sense. <laughs> unless like there's a unless COVID comes back up and it's a situation like the Chargers had last year where our secondary was entirely deprived and we lost to the Texans. All right. Get our grades and our I don't think that'll happen with COVID. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I know. The NFL is losing too much money. Right. What's your What's your grade, Mitch? <laughs> yeah, what you got, Mitch? I'm actually going to say a solid B because what else could you do? You got the guy with all the upside in the world in Stingley. You got Petre, who's solid upside. The only thing I didn't like they did this offseason was Kenyon Green, who they reached a lot for. But other than that, I think it's solid. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna put him right at five wins. Davis Mills is gonna carry he's him, gonna and he is gonna lead the charge. The five wins. I like it. I like it. Tyler, 
on the dot. I don't see much more. They're probably going to be right at four or five. There's not high aspirations for this team. You just keep them afloat. If if no matter how good Davis Mills is, if they're if they go five wins, let's say they pick in the top five again next year, are you moving on from him? If you have a chance to get Stroud or Young, yeah, of course. I'll go Will Anderson. They need that pass rush. You definitely. If you have and, a shot at a I mean, if Stroud Davis Mills can carry this team to five wins, he's Davis obviously Mills, I mean, he's uh, – I've been singing the praises. He's not a franchise guy. If you can drag this roster to five wins, you are deserving. Yeah, but when you can get a more year. like basically certified franchise guys in Stroud. A generational right. talent. Right, exactly. I mean, you can't – Ohio's – the Ohio State's guys always have an asterisk because Justin Fields is the only guy that's even semi-worked out at this point. He hadn't worked out at all yet just because he has aspirations. Then you have Bryce Young, who's kind of undersized. The undersized guys are kind of fading off again. You're looking at more of the Josh Allens and Justin Herberts of the worlds again at this point, expanding athletically. It's not the immobile tall guys. It's the mobile tall guys really thriving in this league now. I, it's just weird. Unless someone really emerges, I don't know. Or unless Bryce Young really proves, like he did this past year, that he is probably the best quarterback in college football. Dude, C.J. Stroud, I think, is going to be incredible. I know that there's the slander against the Ohio State quarterbacks, but like at some point in time, you can't you can't worry about what's been there in the past. Like Ohio each quarterback State quarterbacks is quarterbacks have been good. It's no longer Urban Meyer yeah. here. So that Ohio State quarterbacks have been good. C.J. Stroud was pretty much great this year, you know. So yeah, I mean, he does. He he is throwing to a guy that's going to get drafted in probably the top ten, which he was throwing to three guys that should have been drafted right around the top ten. Jackson Smith and Jeeva is probably gonna the best be out of the 10. three. Wilson was ten. Wilson was ten, and then Olave was twelve. I mean, you look at that loaded of a wide receiver class. You got to imagine a lot of it's due to who he had, not what he is. The other quarterbacks, Tyler Van Dyke, Anthony Richardson, and your boy, Kane. Will Levis. Yes, sir. Will Levis, the dude. former Penn State Nittany Lion. He's being mocked in the top Shoot. 10, dude. I could see it. He really does have that. Like, I don't. I'm not seeing Josh Allen out of him right now, but he definitely plays like a Josh Allen. Like, I don't. I'm not nearly saying that he's Josh Allen yet. But he plays like a Josh Allen, and I bet if you were to compare tape from him at Wyoming and Will Levis last year, it'd be pretty similar. So. B minus for me. Um, decent draft. You know, I thought the Singley pick was a good pick. Um, I thought that the Petri, di- uh, Petri dish. Woo-hoo, <laughs> man, it is 12.45, isn't it? The Petri Holy pick. <laughs> the Petri pick. <laughs> I thought the Petrie pick was was very solid as well. Kenyon Green, absolute reach in my opinion. You can't take that guy that how. Just gotta wait yeah, for that Petrie dish to ferment. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> outside of that, though, I mean, like Damian Pierce, Christian Harris. I know Mechie is there. They're like yeah. Solid I mean, it, it. I think their draft. I'd probably teams. give like a B or a B plus, and then their off season. I'd probably give like a C plus. Maybe a C. So I'm putting them right in that B minus range. Like I said, man, I was reading off that depth chart. No room to go, but I mean, come on. 
it depends on what your vision of up is because I think they would like to get the number one pick next year, not the number three pick. You guys, the Chargers, the Chargers are the reason they didn't get the number one pick this year. Intentionally tanked. Yeah, intentionally missed the playoffs. Just so we could get Zion Johnson instead of something yep, in just like the twenty. Tanked to miss the playoffs. That's that's what the the Chargers did. But yeah, man, I'm not impressed by any team in this division. I mean, I'll 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 ride with my Jags. I'll say the Jags get six or seven wins, but for the majority of this division, I mean, where does this division rank out of the eight? I I, I think it's dead last. And I, dead last. It's not even out of the eight. No, I think I think in last. football, I think it's dead last. I don't even think it's close to be honest. I would take. The, I, I would still take. I would take the Eagles over any team in this division. I would probably take the Cowboys. I mean, you probably still have two bottom five teams in the NFL. And Are you? Yeah. And then, what is your then, fucking problem? The Colts what and Titans can win any given Sunday just because they are power running. Are you calling the Commanders one teams? of the two bottom teams in the NFL? No, 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 no. He's saying the Jags okay. and Texans. No, I was saying okay. that about the I was, South. I was like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, no, and, and, and the thing that the, – the, I mean, the reason, the reason Mitch made a good point there, the reason that they're, they're the bottom team in, compared to like the NFC East is like the NFC East might not have that – Big time, top heavy team like the Bucks or the Packers or the Rams, like the rest of the teams in the NFC. But top to bottom, they're they're pretty solid. They're pretty similar. Like you could make a case. I would say the Giants are probably the 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 fourth place team, but you could make a case that the Cowboys, Eagles, or Washington, any of those three, wins the division, and I wouldn't be surprised by it. Whereas in the AFC South, it's basically a two horse race. I mean, I'm going out on a limb saying the Jags are going to finish ahead of the Titans, but it's really between the Titans and the Colts. For this division and neither team really has promise whereas i think like the eagles or the cowboys or the commanders have much better of a chance to win a playoff game than either the titans or the colts like i just don't see any promise with this division moving forward and to be honest does next year change much does the year after change much i mean we're looking at the next two to three years the afc is going to be what it's going to be like where we are now with the afc is not going to change drastically for the next two, three, four years, depending on Lamar. I know that that's a big, big question mark. And depending on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he could, in two years, he could be fucking dog in this division. You're right. He could. But, like, what about the rest of the Jags? You know, it remains to be seen what they can do. But I just, I don't, where I see the rest of these teams in the AFC, I mean, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, I'd probably say are all better than the teams in this division. Maybe make the case for the Colts to be better than one, maybe two of those, but I don't really see it. Same with the Browns, Bengals, Ravens, and same, honestly, with the Bills and maybe even the Dolphins now. Like, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine teams right there that I would put ahead of the best team in this division. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't believe we just did a rank these offseason. Good. Just absolutely. Oh, I know. It's it's so bad. Like honestly, though, like we said, at least we did this pod at, at like one in the morning, two in the morning to get it out of the way. So now we all our focus is on the the better divisions in football. <laughs> exactly. We can only go up from here, folks. This is the just like the Texans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the perfect late night pod. I'm stalling until Mitchell's bitch ass gets back in the fucking camera. Can you hear me, son? I guess not. But got a good look at his uh his ducks there, but. I guess we'll kind of lay out the there he is, but um, I think that just about does it for this episode. Uh, ranking the off seasons on 
the dismal AFC South. Um, but it only goes up from here, like Tyler said. Like the Texans, it only goes up from here. So watch one of these teams like win the fucking Super Bowl this year. Yeah, with all the <laughs> all the shit we're talking. Here. Texans. Oh, Davis hey, Mills. the Bengals. Superman. The Bengals. Down. Bengals did it. Second year. Well, Joe Burrow's second year, right? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Just saying. Just Joey, saying. Joey Joey B did tear his ACL. He doesn't have Jamar yeah. Chase, T. Higgins. Dude, Christian Kirk is like as good as Jamar Chase. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we need to stop. We need to stop he before is you call another player. Below Void. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll end on the Petri dish. Sweet. All right. So, for me, Kane Schwartz, Mitchell McDonald, and Tyler North, we will catch you in a little bit, uh, probably next week, if not this weekend, quite not, not really sure what the plan is, but when we know, you will know. So, the members of the Blitz Pod, signing off, we will catch you next time.